Hello and welcome to Cascades. We're back. We may have been delayed, but we are here. And do not fear, because I can't think of anything that... Oh, dears! Do not fear dears, or do not fear because dears? Because dears. I'm just thinking of rhyming triplets. Dears will defend you. So yeah, we're definitely not on time. Some stuff may have come up. When was the last? When was the last time we were? When... I don't know. Let me open Spotify. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe a week overdue. You know, I'd say like three, four days. Thirtieth of July. July, so August, a... September, October. We had a mid-season hiatus. Yeah, mid-season hiatus. Three episodes in. Three, three episodes. Ooh. I'm going to accept at least 10% of that responsibility is my fault, and I think at least 10% is your fault, and the rest of it might just be the internet. Uh, I don't think I should take any responsibility. I think maybe it's a slow upload time. I think that's what we're going to go with. You know what? Everyone's using Wi-Fi and lockdown bandwidth to throttle. We've been uploading for three months. It's rough. It's, it's, yep. it's worse than when you load up a YouTube video and it only wants to play in 144p. It quite literally would have been quicker for us to write this down in a letter and post it to all of you. It would have, actually. Would we post it to ourselves, too? Oh, yeah. You know, one for, one for prosperity's sake. Yeah, you know, c copyright as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure you don't open it. So, Cavalan, we're there. We got to Taiwanese whiskey, finally. Oh, my God. Haven't I been asking for Taiwanese whiskey yes. since episode one? And I seem to remember in the very last episode that we recorded saying, the next episode will be... On time and Carolyn. So I'm not sure what happened to on time. Oh but... yeah, because last episode was late too, wasn't it? Well, compared to this one, it was on time. This is this is like actually bigger than our season break, I think. Yeah, we had a we had a long one. But you know what? Like scientists say, time's weird. <laughs> you know, hey, if you think about it, it's just allowed the whiskey to age more. True. So Carolyn Distillery. It's owned by the King Car Group conglomerate and is based in Taiwan. The Taiwanese whiskey is based in Taiwan? Mm -hmm. Whoa. Spoilers. Well, Taiwan, fun fact, is a country. If you wind back the clock a little bit. Okay. If I could turn back time. Well, we're not allowed. We don't have the rights. I'm pretty sure you can do like... That's why we can wind back the eight clock. Eight seconds. Thing. No, not with fair use hammering down. Like big corporations are just... Big corporations. No no one can fight them, so they just. Well, the everyone. problem is, is that uh, it's <laughs> got. It's going to get to the point where, like, I'm sorry, you said the. That's actually already in a song, so we're going <laughs> to do for copyright. So yeah, back in the early 2000s, uh, all alcohol produced in Taiwan was uh, controlled by the government. Yeah, that's not that wild. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that, like, up until the early 2000s, no private individual could actually I make alcohol. I think I actually already knew about that. And uh, in 2005, this all changed, meaning that anyone could apply for the license and distill effectively. Uh, and more importantly, sell their own products as well, which in Sweden you still can't, which is why McMurray Distillery can't sell their own whiskey at the distillery, if you remember, because we did cover that. Yeah. In troll shares and secret handshakes, I believe. You might be right. I think that is actually what it's called. Uh, the Cavalin Distillery took a mind-blowing... Nine months to build, wasting absolutely no time. That's crazy. I don't know how long it usually takes to build a distillery. So like that... Just imagine any building. Like, you think of most buildings. Like, it takes a while to get it done. Nine months is pretty impressive. Nah, man. They can put up, like, prefab buildings hella quick. Yeah, but I don't think, like... It's not like in um, 
in those games where they like fly the prefab building over and drop in, it. In Sims, you just click and slide, and then you've got a house true. in like ten. It takes me like ten minutes to build a house in Sims. Maybe there should be a Sims Distillers Edition. <laughs> I don't think I could build a distillery in Sims. We don't have curved walls. Mods. <laughs> Why do you need curved walls? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of assumed you would. I assumed they'd be round because the the, uh, the distillery stuff is round. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in my head I thought round objects, round building. A lot of things in a house are square. Bottles around. Exactly. You might be onto something here. Think about Casks it. Casks around. You might be onto something actually, yeah. Think about it. We live in a house with straight walls. <laughs> I really backed yourself into an unfortunate corner there with that wording. No, okay, our house is, is like a rectangle, yeah? Mm-hmm. Beds, which we sleep in. Rectangles, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bottles, in which whiskey sleeps in. Around. Building's got to be round. Cannot fault the logic. Yeah, the object sleeping in the building is what determines the shape of the building. It's why all closed stores look like t-shirts. So chickens just sleep in giant chickens? Technically, yeah, that's what eggs are. Moving on. <laughs> um, when they planned the distillery, the owners actually turned to the late Dr. Jim Swan, who I know we've talked about before. Yeah, Dr. Jim Swan was very, very um, hands-on when it came to the dist- uh, planning of distilleries, and he was involved with a lot of them. Uh, particularly, well, most of the modern distilleries turned to him, really. With his help and knowledge, they were able to design a spirit and cask maturation style to suit the image the owners wanted to achieve. Finally, on the 11th of March 2007, the first spirit... Um, bleh, finally, on the 11th of March in 2007, the first spirit destined to be put into casks flowed from the stills. So it took them a couple of years... Well, it took them about a year to really find the spirit style they wanted. Destined. It's written on a scroll. It's just... Oh, yeah. The cask scrolls. <gasps> the lost scrolls of Alex Cask... Uh, I'll work on that one. You're not bringing up the Library of Alexandria. I'm not doing it today. One of the biggest aims in design was for everything to suit the unique climate of their location, most noticeably being the uh, temperature and humidity in the area, uh, which we'll get to later, because it plays a very large part on the maturation process. The distillery's water sources. The distillery's water source are springs located up in the nearby mountains, providing very pure and ideal water for distillation as well, I found out. So I'd I'd like to think that... Like hot springs, but for whiskey? Probably not hot springs, but like... If it's very nice, kind of pure mineral content kind of stuff and things. Now, one of the businesses King Car Group already own is actually something called Mr. Brown Coffee. They chose to apply their existing knowledge, apparently, and techniques from this... Try to contain yourself, by the way. To help mill their barley as well. So, so wait, let me get this straight. They were grinding coffee and they thought, wow, I bet we could grind other things with this. Like, yeah, wow. That's like looking at a frying pan and be like, I bet this could cook more than one thing in it. It's That's literally like, anyone who's bought a blender. Li- literally. Literally. <laughs> Be like, what can't I blend? Actually, that wasn't. That, that's literally someone being like, this blender, you can blend fruit, and then you can blend soup. But then you do have the whole, like, I wonder if you could blend this. They're the kind of people that look at a sandwich and be like, God, this is so close to a burger. Burger on sandwiches don't even don't even cross that line. Due to the temperature extremes in the area, they actually equip their washbacks with special jackets. Aww. I know, I thought you'd like that. What's um, a washback? I'm begging you to go back and listen to the episodes. I don't think we've ever said that before. We have. We've definitely talked which about washbacks. Which one Probably is it? in episode one, when we're on about the basic principles I'm of pretty sure we talked about distilleries in episode one. Which use washbacks. So they equip their washbacks with special jackets to ensure that they get a uniform, desirable temperature during fermentation. And they prevent the wash from spoiling and affecting the flavour. By the way, worst jacket ever. It keeps them cold. No, that works. In high temperatures, you need cold jackets. But... 
Do you wear a cold jacket when it's sunny? No, no. but like, does you put like little ice jackets yeah, you, around things to keep them cold? But also, uh, all I'm saying is, if I want a jacket, I want it to keep me keep me warm. This is really important. Didn't you say that this was early two thousands? Mm-hmm. So these jackets could very much be made of old denim. I mean, that goes without saying. They currently have two maturation warehouses. Each are around about five stories high, capable of maturing a mind-blowingly large amount of liquid. Of, of liquid. A liquid. No, a mind-blowingly large amount of liquid. It turns out because. Um, they're just huge. Honestly, you see the size of them and you, you try and do the maths and you're like, that can't be right. You know when something's like a mind-blowingly large amount? My mind it, is actually blown. It implies that like one milliliter less, you would be completely oh, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it is literally that, that final milliliter is the straw that broke the camel's brain. It's like, oh, this is fine. And then you see a drop on the floor. It's like, oh, my mind is blown. No, honestly, it's crazy how much they can store in these warehouses. Um... However, they do actually suffer greatly from the evaporation, and currently it's around about 12% um, of it is lost annually because of the, like I say, because of the climate. Uh, bottle it and sell it as air? I don't think you can. It's worth also noting, though, that this is after uh, they already made steps to correct the procedure and try and help it become more efficient. Before, I think it was about 15% that they were losing a year, so that 3% difference that they've knocked it down. It doesn't seem like much, but it probably does make a big difference in the grand scheme when you think of how many casks they've got going on. Um, I mean, to put it into context, like, say, Scotland, they lose about 2 to 2.5% a year, so 12% is a lot of your stock to be losing annually. I'd say it's about 12% of it. I'd say r- roughly, yes. You know what? Let me wait. Let me just do the maths correctly. So, and then minus the 12%. Yeah, you were losing 12%. And I think that 12 is more than 2. But what's with, They both have 2 in. Mm-hmm. So, it is divisible. And if you divide the two by the one that's in front of it, you actually only have a one. That's just maths. That's just maths for you. It's weird. Numbers are weird. I don't trust them. It's probably for the best with you. So, their bottling strengths vary, um, which is usually to suit the individual release and the flavour. And they only ever t- they only ever use a cask for finishing their whiskey in uh, once before they place it into the general stock. So, if they have like a port cask finish or a sherry cask finish, they will only use first fill. Um, to, to ensure they get the maximum flavour impact, and then it will just be kind of recirculated into general stock. Another interesting fact is that the distillery also gets more visitors in a year than all of the Scottish distilleries combined. But yeah, I mean, that's mainly because of the location. You've got, um, well, most notably, actually, China. So you get all of those um, Chinese tourists visiting. Now, when it comes to their core range, you have the standard one, which is Cavalan Classic, which we'll get back to because that's the one we are trying today. Um, you get the Concert Master, which is finished in some superb port casks, and that is lovely. And in the current theme of I love port cask whiskey, yeah, funnily enough, that one is my favourite one. But I decided deliberately to go for a different one, to just try and refresh it in my mind. And um, yeah, just do some fun research. I, I like the bottle. It is a fun bottle, actually, yeah. I'll, I'll call that a Gatsby bottle, you know? You know what? You know, it's rare I do that. Uh, they also do the Sherry Cask Finish which is, funnily enough, finished in sherry casks. Very, very rich. If you are a, a sherry bomb lover, then the sherry cask Cavalan is absolutely amazing. And they also do the King Car release, which is named after the parent company, uh, in honour of it. And they pick some seriously nice casks for that one as well, and it gives you this nice balance of flavours. Um, now, one of the big things to also mention about Taiwanese whiskey is, um, in Cavalan's case, it's only about three years old at the most, usually. Three to five... Uh, if you're lucky, you might get a little bit older, but because of this maturation ratio, I know we covered it with Indian whiskey before with Paul John and Amarut, that 
you lose more alcohol, but it matures at a, a faster rate in comparison. So you're still getting that depth. And they actually did blind tastings with Cavalan whiskey in Scotland, and everyone thought it was a Speyside whiskey. Very, very nice lights, uh, Scottish style. It, it was um, completely blew the judges away. No one was actually um, close to the mark of where it was distilled. So it just kind of does give you an idea for how, how nice the quality of spirit is. So yes, we shall try. We shan't. You you still get to nose it and stuff. Oh, it's kind of it smells like it's not it's not a bad it's low on the smell. Low, as in I don't want to put words in your mouth, so try a different one. It's low on it's I just it's low on the smell. I feel like I've explained it perfectly there. The smell is low. Okay, I'm going to say a phrase, and you're just going to go. That's exactly what I said. It's delicate on the nose. That's not what I said. I said it was, I said it was <laughs> low, low on the nose. It's low on the low nose. Low on the smell, sorry. No, you didn't say the nose. So, oh, got to do the legs first. Don't you dare spell any. It is actually quite light. Are there bits in that one? There are actually some little cask bits in this one, yes. Oh, I, like, <laughs> I, I noticed do... it in the bottle. There's, um, it's either cask or cork. I'm not too concerned. <laughs> You, you don't like pulp orange juice, though. Yeah, but this And you is don't good like for you. pulp fiction, but you do like pulp whiskey. It's not that I don't like pulp fiction, I'm just underwhelmed with the movie. My problem, not, my problem is. I'm not a big DiCaprio fan, that's the other thing. My problem with your opinion of pulp fiction is that I don't see all. Your, your, your comment of it is, I don't see all the rage about it. It's like, yes, that's what makes it a cult classic. It's like you literally define a cult classic. You know, I mean, I think of a fact that I said DiCaprio, classic. by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even have time for that. <laughs> Pretty sure he wasn't in it. No, he wasn't. And if he was, he got an Oscar. We all know that. I like the bit where the horses were running for 20 minutes. Oh, don't even get me started on uh, Budgie, the little helicopter. <laughs> so, yeah, on the nose, actually, being serious. It is low, yeah. It's very light and delicate. It's, it's, it's got a lot of vanilla, but there's also a lot of spice to it as well. You really get that cask influence coming through, which... When you think about the maturation and the intensity they're having from these very fresh, brand new casks and things, there's no wonder you get a lot of oaky contact coming through. And um, I think oak is the best kind of thing. It's, it's like um, when we were talking about the Glendalock, it almost has that kind of uh, oak, wo oak woodworkshop-y kind of pencil case smell. Aroma, sorry. But there's, there's still vanilla, there's a bit of citrus behind there as well. A bit orangey, but that could be because we were on about pulp-free orange juice a moment ago. Don't smell DiCaprio, though. No, this is a, a DiCaprio-free whiskey. I don't think legally you can smell DiCaprio. I feel like his bodyguards might hold you away for that one. No, it's the new scent. DiCaprio. DiCaprio. By Jason Momoa. <laughs> J-Mo. J-Mo. Ooh, cask whisperer law. Okay, so going over the distillery, a plane flies low. The door cracks down. A figure jumps out. Freeze frame. Cut to the top of an office bill where a bunch of like CEOs are laughing and like pointing at a little a little cask of whiskey and so on and the whiskey's there like holding some like leaflets you know it was just trying to sell its great idea and then shooting through one of the huge windows because it's a CEO tower and they always have those glass explodes everywhere the CEOs turn around I don't want to know any Taiwanese and don't want to offend anyone so I'm not even going to try and then in Taiwanese they say what? And the cask whisperer goes like, I'm here to defend someone. And and obviously because it's humid, he's wearing like slightly a cropped trench Sorry, coat. Sorry, are you sure that's what he says? And not that when he goes through, he takes his sunglasses and goes off, goes, 
Looks like somebody needs a new window. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he takes his sunglasses off because obviously it's like sunnier in Taiwan than it is in Scotland. But it's Scotland. still a silhouette, so they can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he takes them off, and like all oh, the light reflects on them. Like the the light just goes across them, and it's like ding. Yeah. It's like looks like someone needs a new window. That's what I thought he said the first time. Actually, and the yeah. little the little cask layers holding the little all the little leaflets, and he goes, oh, "Cask whisperer, he is real," and. In the background, the cape swooshes because they're so high up. So like it swooshes, and you just see this little this little cask behind the little quarter cask. It's little son, wearing a baby trench coat himself, with holsters on the side. That's right. The cask whisperer has an officially trained sidekick now. What's it called? Horatio. <laughs> yep. And he looks down. It's like Horatio, you were right with this one. And that's, we'll leave it till next time. Credits roll. I genuinely wasn't sure if it wasn't going to just be like, and then his cape becomes a parachute and he flies out and he says, Horatio, come! <laughs> <laughs> so back to the tasting. Horatio's being renamed to Junior for the future. <laughs> you could have gone with Quarter, you could have gone with Octave. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the small casks. Octavius. Birkin, I think that's not a whiskey one, but that's a small cask. Well, it is a quarter cask. We established yes, that one. Yes, a quarter cask. Um, actually, on the taste, it, this this whiskey actually comes through with a really nice kind of orangey side. It, it really comes through nicely. It's it's, really, it's slightly tropical as well, actually, a bit pineapple-y. Um, and I haven't been having 7-Up or anything like that. Yeah, I just got... The thing is, with with the Caroline whiskey in general, but also with this one, it's got a lovely lightness to it, and it is... It tastes older than it is. It's got this bit more body... Probably wouldn't be saying towards like a 15-year-old scotch in taste, but certainly like your 12-year-old whiskeys, definitely. And to say it's only American oak cast matured, you've got plenty of flavour coming through. Through it, It's a great whiskey, and I, I'd call it a summer whiskey. I know we're a bit late, but it would have been a summer whiskey. It is literally Spoopoween. Oh my god, wait. Firstly, hello, thank you. No, this is not a Halloween episode before you ask. No, 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 but we are officially in Spoop season. Yes. It's Spoopy, Sperry... Whiskey time. No, that's next episode. Oh, you mean in January? <laughs> so, five... Five whiskey facts. Five facts. Okay. Uh, Swan helped the distillery. It was founded in the early 2000s. They wear jackets. They are denim. The jackets are for cooling. Uh, well, the distillery was not founded in the early 2000s. Uh, the whiskey was from 2000. Something, something 2000. Been to the year 2000. I met my great, great, great whiskey cask. I have accepted mid to late 2000s, not early. It's pretty strange, but they live in whiskey. You made me forget my last fact. Don't tell me. What have I done? What have I done? Swan helped. Yeah, early 2000s. Denim jackets. I, I was on fourth. What was my fourth? Pretty sure you only said those. I wasn't sure. Oh, man. Play it back. Play it again, Sam. Um, Dr. Jim Swan helped with the... The jackets design. help cool them. Humidity, they lose 12%. That sounds like you're on four. No, that's five. Swan... Denim jackets. The jackets help cool them. Early 2000s, they lose 12%. Early 2000s is incorrect, and that's four you've just listed. No. Jacket. Swan. The jackets help cool them. You it's can't separate. use the jackets for a it separate one. Because if you say, oh, just put those casks in jackets, and then someone goes and gets some ski coats. They don't put the casks in jackets. What? They put the washbacks in the jackets. What? Oh my gosh, I only know so much.
And then someone it's put like a ski- you haven't been paying attention and for the last three months training for this day. I, d- I didn't even know about watchback. And then someone anyway, then someone goes put some ski coats on them, thinking they're going in for the slopes. Uh, then it's it's very important the fact that the jackets are what cools them because you know they open a cupboard it's like oh we got some ski slope jackets and we got some got some ice jackets but they just said jackets because apparently that's the same thing. That's like oh good lord you're like there showing up to a showing up to a swanky party that was all jacketed club members being like oh I you said jackets so I just wore a denim one I didn't realize we were wearing suit jackets disgrace despicable you know what for that. You need to say five facts about the Cask Whisperer. No one knows his identity. Although it has been weirdly confirmed it is a he for some strange reason. Yes, I believe we've also gone with they. Yes, but I think at one stage it did become the Cask Whisperer did become officially he, which is strange. The Cask Whisperer goes by all and no pronouns. Cask Whisperer has spurs. Cask Whisperer has a cape. Cask Whisperer walks around with a quarter cask we've now found out the name of, although you don't seem convinced on. Well, what's interesting, a lot of people don't know this about quarter cask. Hang on, well, I've still got one more to okay. go. Don't even, Sorry. don't even just... The Cask Whisperer first turned up in the episode named The Cask Whisperer Cometh. How's that for five facts? And that was just off the top of my dome. All right, that's fine. What what you don't know about uh, quarter cask is, is that they've routinely changed their name uh, quite, quite a lot. You know, like... Um, they have names depending on their personality, so they, they change it as they grow the and develop. undefinable person formerly known as the Cask Whisperer. Also the Cask Whisperer with a cape, a cape and a duster. That's true, but I only had to do five, not six. So. Looks like we're on to the next bit, which is, well, this has been Cask Heads. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, please rate, review and subscribe on whatever podcasting, podcasting platform you use. It really does help and more importantly may lead others to enjoying and listening to our show. You can also find links to our website in the description below. Oh, I'd also like to thank Adrian and Alison Murray of the Wee Jam Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They are brilliant people with great advice and a wonderful selection of whiskies available. You can visit their website which is www.weedram.co.uk And as always we'd like to leave you with this one, Editing Goof. Goodbye. Is the sorry goodbye? Is the editing goof just going to be us being like, yeah, we'll release an episode next week? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I think that'll do.